Hello, welcome to the Fantasy Fair. The what is it? Oh, that is right. The most magical podcast on earth. Now, as you could tell, you are part of the Princess and the Frog audio commentary. So get whatever device you're going to go watch the movie on and press play along with my co-hosts now. Okay, welcome to the Princess and the Frog audio commentary. Joining me is Alexis Soto. How are you, Alexis? I'm so excited to be here. Okay, and then we also have Peter Martinez. How are you, Peter? He's alive, everyone. He's alive. Okay, then we have (laughs) also the Morenos. How are you guys? We're good. Yeah, we're good. You good? (laughs) Okay. Good. Everybody see Mickey? Yep. Yes. Barely. Okay. Or barely. Okay. Um so yeah. Why are we doing Princess of the Frog, guys? I don't know. You don't know? We're just doing it for shits and giggles? Okay. Isn't that why you do anything? (laughs) For shits and giggles? Yeah. Well, we're not chaotic like you, um, Peter. One can't hardly be chaotic as you peter so i am not chaotic i'm very organized Uh, okay i like this movie guys i don't know about you guys i i really enjoy this movie we'll see throughout the whole thing let's see who um who bites each other's heads off first you guys (laughs) would know how i felt about the film if you read my disney tier list or better yet we had an actual show on the fantasy fair a few months back where we talked we rank the disney princess movies right and i believe and it all wasn't of us, peter's number one well that was like yeah we did that what five years ago yeah at this point <laughs> if i'm not mistaken we all ranked that movie very very high yeah i think it was my third it was my number three i think yeah it was yeah, my number i think three. so I never ranked the movies, so <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I put like number one. Mm. I, I do, and it better be the Little Mermaid. Oh, sorry. <laughs> wow. Everybody ditches the fish. Yeah. Um, that's <laughs> false. <laughs> uh. So, I mean, clearly we wanted to, to do it now because of the recent news, right? With Splash Mountain. Of, oh, I think yeah, yeah, talk Splash about Mountain. Black Lives Matter. <laughs> well, they do. Oh, yeah. You're talking about recent news. I don't know well, how... Not... I don't know if it was because of that or because of Splash Mountain. I don't remember. Because they... we've been planning this for a really long time. <laughs> yeah. Like, this has been a long time in the making, but... We're we're doing it, um. Yeah, I miss two D animation. This is like everything looks gorgeous. Yeah, this might be their most well done two D animation. I think. Just at how well it looks. Mm-hmm. And it's not like this, like crazy magical places and stuff. So, like it's it's well, New Orleans is magical. But it, it like it's uh-huh. just New Orleans, but the, the way just like that freaking hallway, how detailed yeah. it is. 
Mm. Like it's yeah. They really went it looks out like of a their painting. way. Yeah, yeah. Like it definitely takes like influences from the other Disney movies. Like I, I see a lot of Lady and the Tramp in this movie, um, and just like how like painted the backgrounds we don't are. Use the trap word, okay? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So what, am I canceled? You've been canceled. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that soup looks good. It's not soup. Soup? Because gumbo. Stoop. The gumbo! Oh, the gumbo, the shrimp and the gumbo, that's, yeah. Gets offended. <laughs> it's a stew. I love this gumbo part. Gumbo is a stew. <laughs> yeah, like, the movie... <laughs> is in a lot of ways but as far as how it's animated it feels like this very well could have been released immediately after lion king mm -hmm. uh mulan it's in so many ways but even how it looks like it is most reminiscent of that era and yet simultaneously the best looking one of course it's not yeah. fair because this is 2009 yeah. right you know and yeah. yeah, and animations, you know, technology and all that shit. I mean, it's like why Mary Poppins at the time was very groundbreaking in terms of what it did, because it was, you know, all the technology wrapped up in one, you know. But here we have this movie. Honestly, I wish that they could go back to this format, you know, and I wish that the um, the market wasn't so CG heavy and... Um, more put on the for forefront because I would love to see a Disney classically animated movie like this again. Remember when they used to do like different styles of animation, film to film? <laughs> yeah, like if you look at like Treasure Planet or, or you know, or Atlantis mm -hmm. and this movie, you Disney could see <laughs> you I, could I see don't, I don't wish that they would go completely back to this, but I wish that they wouldn't, um no, um that they didn't just stop, like completely just cut it off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I wish they would have slowly like transitioned into 3D um, and well, they incorporated Tangled both. was their slow transition. I guess I don't know. <laughs> That's like completely CG, I don't know. Though. Yeah. I don't know any of their CG films that would have looked... Um, that would not have looked better in 2D cuz i've seen a lot of the um what do you call it like behind the scenes uh artwork mm -hmm. um early animation and, and stuff like that for like tangled and for frozen and for, i'm well, like oh my artwork, god it looks um, amazing and then it's yeah. like oh typical cg looking like they're they're not obviously not yeah. ugly movies um but it's just the anime there's something about the animation that just looks so much better <laughs> well like uh, I think tangled uh tangled the series is heavily influenced on the artwork it's basically the artwork like if you see in the credits um it's basically that <laughs> kyle said it wasn't canon so i never watched it well kyle <laughs> doesn't count so no shit <laughs> yeah, everyone's been saying that since yeah. I think the problem though with CG and some people have been saying that with um Good Dinosaur and Frozen 2 it, and onward actually that the 
the environment that the characters are on are way too realistic while the characters themselves are still looking kind of cartoonish and like i think that's the most interesting part of it though <laughs> i agree yeah but like yeah that's something that kind of takes it out on people that people kind of get taken out of when watching it throws them off. Of, yeah okay. throws them off just a quick question. What what about movies like Wreck-It Ralph or Zootopia? Do you feel that those would have been far better in 2D? Um, Wreck-It Ralph? I think those are not. Mm-hmm. And Zootopia... I think it'd be pretty even. Because I don't think visually... It's... V- visuals are ne- not really the point with Zootopia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more like the message that they're trying to put across. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The world's cool, but I don't know. It's not like, oh my god, visually. I think yeah. it would have done equally as good, you know, in uh, in 2D. Like, the same thing with Tangled, you know. Uh, Tangled originally started off con- conceptually as a 2D animated film, but because this movie um, didn't do good at the box office in terms of Disney standards, um, uh, they went like, hey, we got to do CG because... CG is the name of the game right now. Also, like, the cool thing, uh, another thing to note, like, I love, like, the way that uh, Dr. Facilier is. Uh, I like how his shadow is also another character of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just the the cool quirks that his shadow does. I think that's really cool yeah. and really, m- you know, menacing. We need to bring back the uh, Disney villain to the forefront, too. The prince, oh, my God. Uh, also yeah, we need that. Has character. Uh, what's his name? Prince Al- Aldine? Naveen? Prince Naveen. 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 He has real himbo energy. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we sorely needed that comment. Thank you for that, Peter. That was... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Always bringing the himbo commentary here on the... Always. Um, always. If you didn't want it, why am I here? This is an interesting <laughs> question, and Kyle kind of cued it up there when he said that the movie was a financial disappointment when it was released 2009. Anyone want Disney standards, right? But I mean, in general, it was it was a modest success. Do you go, who who wants to take a gander as to why huh. it Marketing. was? Actually, I just recently I don't know if it was true, but the movie came out the same time as Deathly Hollows Part Two, and the, part I can't two? remember the other one. I don't think so, bro. Or maybe Part One. Uh... No. no, part oh. one was 2010, and then part two was 2011. Okay, because I saw like a meme about it, and I was like, that can't be true. So I just kind of no, wanted it, it confirmed by you guys. Yeah. came out the same year as Tangled, and I mean, Tangled did pretty well. <laughs> you know what the issue is? It, it it came out too soon. It came out before the whole freaking nostalgia. Revival era? Yeah, where everyone's like, my childhood, I'm a 90s kid. You know, like that huge nostalgia rush. It came out right, yeah. right before that. Um, so it wasn't able to, so you think to that ride they- that. But now where everyone's all like crazy about representation, crazy about nostalgia and shit like that. Oof. It would have made so much. It would have made a billion. I, I really think mm-hmm. so. So it was ahead of its time. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of yeah, like too ahead of its time. No, ahead of its time has, and far it, behind it has, it. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why it wasn't as good in Disney standards, but I definitely think that also like marketing. I do not remember a single tra- single trailer for this movie <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I didn't watch this the movie. First one. I pff, 
honestly, I don't remember anything. I didn't even know this movie had come out until Tangled. <laughs> really? Yeah, and I you didn't were know a this Disney was a fan. Thing. Holy yeah. shit! Well, she didn't even see Tangled in theaters. She told me I didn't. When we were doing the commentary a few weeks back. You know, it's interesting um, to talk about this era. Can anyone remember the Disney animated feature that came out immediately before this one? Was it Bolt? Yeah, I think Maybe. it was Bolt. I know oh. Bolt was one of them. It was a transitional phase. It was... The Robinsons. It was just a bad decade for Disney animation. And th this yeah. is where Pixar is getting its peak. Up came out this year, I think. Yeah. A funny... Uh, yeah. Um, and what happened came was... Up this year? In order to save the Disney animation, they just took a shit ton of people in <laughs> Pixar and then just moved them over to, to Disney animation. Yeah. yeah and Which definitely helped Disney animation, but kind of fucked so over Pixar. I thought this was t 2007, not 2009. 2009. No, it was 2009. This one came out. This, this came out the same year as Fantastic Mr. Fox, Coraline, Up. Yeah. The other animated movies that came out that year. Okay, I thought this was 2007. Mm -mm. That was Ratatouille. And there was no... I mean, I think Bolt and Meet the Robinsons were the ones that came before this one. I feel that, that those were... Meet the Robinsons. They were. And those were better received I, than Chicken Little and... Uh, what's it called? Home on the Range, which was just like bottom of the yeah. barrel. <laughs> I don't think Home I remember the range. God, Home on the Range. Oh I don't even remember that. <laughs> Chicken I really, I know a lot of people don't like it, but I like Meet the Robinsons. I love oh, yeah. Meet the Robinsons. It's great. It's not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mr. Mateer. I never saw it. Okay, At that you, point. If you guys Wait, you've never Taylor seen Meet the Robinsons? Well, let me tell you, look. At that point, you I had what? left. <sighs> None of you have the right. All of you are fake Disney fans, okay? All, every single one of you, <laughs> including point, you. Literally, my family had stopped watching Disney animated movies. We were basically just Pixar people at that point because we had no interest in any of the projects. And like the last in that decade, the last animated Someone Disney movie I saw in theaters. Way. I love this song. <laughs> oh, crazy. I can't remember if I I even saw any of them in theaters. We saw all the Pixar yes. movies, but not, none of the Disney animated. <sighs> Animation films. I can't. Let's talk about this song. Fans. This song is a freaking bop. It is. <laughs> it's pretty good. I like the change. I like that Nani Rose is amazing, too. Also, this uh, this song, like this is uh, this is written by Randy Newman, and this is like one of the most least Randy Newman sounding songs. <laughs> He's not singing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder what it would sound like if he was singing it. In general, like, this may be Randy Newman's most underrated score. People just go straight to Toy Story, but, like, this is a pretty sensational this soundtrack. This is honestly my favorite of his. It might be. Like, all the songs, I think, are fire. Like, they're great. All of them. And, of course, this, I think the score speaks for itself. Oh, yeah. Also, the art style in this, uh, this sequence is phenomenal, too. Yeah. Can I just, like, also add, I mean, I mentioned how the gumbo looked really good. 
before, but the food animated in this movie just looks great as well. It's hard to animate. Go ahead. Yeah, and it's hard to animate food too. So yeah. I think that this is a that's another added bonus. I'm sure it had the benefit I mean, of this being post Ratatouille. Hands yeah. are also really hard to draw. Have you guys ever tried drawing hands? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sucks ass. I always mess up and put four fingers. <laughs> oh I literally missed I just listened to the last part of that conversation. What? <laughs> All you heard was four fingers? <laughs> yeah. Okay, which four fingers do you always draw? Oh, no. The middle ones. And which ones do you miss? <laughs> I think like okay. the ring finger. Because I miss remember the ring the finger. So... And there's the middle finger. So and then you the just pointer. draw Simpsons hands? <laughs> and then the thumb. Yeah. Did this movie come out during Thanksgiving time? I mean, it's gotta, right? I don't fucking know. You look it up. I'm just trying to find out, like, what what were all the factors that, you know, caused this movie to... Probably just at the time, it wasn't, like, it, interesting to people. It came out in December. Mm. So what was... Where's Prince Nadine from? Naveen! Naveen. Where's he from? Moldova. So it's just some fake-ass yeah. Europe. Yes. <laughs> Europe. <laughs> <laughs> like uh is that the same place uh what's her name is from Moldovia Genovia I think Moldovia is real that no, would have been something if they just gave up and said you know what let's just tie in the princess diaries for no fucking reason let's just Genovia. you know name He's drop a long Genovia lost prince from Genovia Gen- they could have we have it. Genovia we have Agrabah we have uh, uh, Andalasia from uh, Enchanted. I'm trying to think of Corona. Liberia. Corona, Pretend the land of Corona. <laughs> wow, that's the earth. Okay. Peter, I know you absolutely detest remakes and all that oh, shit. No remakes, but, no. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. If they don't cast Dovey Diggs as uh, Dr. Facilier, I am writing. <laughs> I think he would kill as Doctor. Do you want to have another remake remedy show? No. <laughs> then shut your bitch ass. At least, up. at least not with you. Oh, <laughs> rude. <laughs> oh god, this is the best song. You struck me. This shit is so good. I just noticed he has purple eyes. Don't wow. Wow. <laughs> Also, Doctor Facilier a- at the parks is amazing. Mm-hmm. Great character interaction. I w- w- my last interaction with him, he was uh, talking to this little little kid and warning him that Tiana was in the French Market restaurant or something and to stay away from her. <laughs> with me, he was shooing away a little kid. <laughs> also, like how well? I mean, wait, I you know. We stroked the ego of the animation enough on this, but like this whole sequence with the the shadow, it's, nice it's really f- cool. Yeah, it's nice and funky, and also like if you look closely at the at the shadow at the wallpaper, it turns into skull and crossbones. Like that's f- 
looking at paying attention to detail if there ever was one right there. He, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but he kind of reminds me of Rasputin from Anastasia. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Once Played fabulously by Christopher Lloyd. Hmm. I mostly just like this, just the way he convinces that one guy to join him. I don't know oh, the yeah. name. That's, <laughs> what, that's the thing. I like when um, storytelling is actually incorporated into the music. <laughs> it's not which just... <laughs> was shepherded in many ways by Mr. Howard Ashman. You can catch now on Disney Plus streaming. It's a hell of a documentary. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, that's I think all of us are in complete agreement that that's kind of the best kind of use for this medium, which is a musical. You use the songs to push forward the narrative, which ironically enough, think back to the early 90s or the late 80s. That seemed like such a revolutionary idea, but it makes so much sense. Yeah, it's like a, it's part of the story, and it makes it more I I like seamless mm-hmm. when they transition from uh from dialogue to uh to song. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that they were far away from kind of figuring that out when Howard Ashman joined, but the only thing that they were using it for was mainly, uh, I mean, kind of sort of character development, but just like very but that's the point right minor. it wasn't it wasn't utilized uh the best way it could be yeah yeah like it was more of like the the staple that they got really you know right back then was the want song and like you know i, I love this drop yeah dream is a wish you're the way <laughs> yeah <laughs> imagine hearing that as you're about to go down the log on splash mountain that's what i can't mm-hmm. wait for this is I the was, perfect song for that i was li- I think a long time ago, I was looking at a behind the scenes for this. And what I love is like, they were talking about what's so great about animation is the backgrounds are just nonsense. Exactly. But as, as because it's animation, this, the oh viewers go God. with it. Right. So at the end, yeah. when it's like, um, this long ass hallway, like where the fuck even is he? Like, uh, when he slides, like right there, like, what is this? Where is he? It doesn't matter because it's animation. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's yeah. beautiful, and and everyone just goes with it. Whereas and with live action, yeah. it looks you're asking yourself like, what the fuck happened? Oh, this right here, <laughs> yeah. this that. Like, there's not one bad shot in this movie, also, because mm-hmm. it's like so well detailed and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, when you're talking about like, oh, what room is he in? You know, you you don't care because you know animation gets to flaunt its extravagance that you can't otherwise do in live action and that's why like the live action films they've been a little just don't they've been so off any live yeah, action please. adaptation is i think the point here right is that that's actually a key uh pillar as to why they don't work peter what you just like mm-hmm. that's the perfect illustration as to why it can't translate like i knew like we knew it was off the minute um, it said not Sawenya in a in a don't bring the up Lion that King remake. <laughs> well, like, but the moment that when I just can't wait to be king, yeah, I was like that whole say. sequence mm-hmm. is extravagance and everything like that. But you lose that when they're just running around in the savanna, and that's I was it. embarrassed you know? for the people on that movie when I saw that sequence. It was abysmal. <laughs> that honestly was abysmal. That's such a fun song, and it was. 
I actually liked it. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. It's, I, it's just the, the fucking CGI like lions looking at you through the camera the entire time. And it just looks so boring. You don't have any of the just like. Just running around. With other baby animals though. Tati Go watch a, a nature documentary. Too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's her name, right? Tati? What? What? Her. Charlotte? Oh my god. Who's Tati? <laughs> Have you seen this movie? <laughs> I'm Whoa. bad with names. You yeah. are. Yeah. Names don't matter. Um, she's great though. I love her. Yeah, right. she's great. But the way that that da- dance like, you know, again, hearkening back to previous Disney movies, you know, like Cinderella and all that. Those beignets look fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had trouble for like the longest time saying that name, Beignets. Beignets. It would come out as Beignets. 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 <laughs> I don't know why. Benass. <laughs> this is Dad a family ass. show. What is wrong with you? Get out. <laughs> You're canceled. Did, so, anyone catch that line about... Uh, um, a, poor, a young woman of your background would have a hard time managing a restaurant like that? Mm-hmm. I think that was because she's poor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Disney did what they usually do uh, when it comes to racial issues and just not address it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I guarantee you, before and if they, they do address it, it is... No, they don't, Sorry, though. go on. But I, I mean, with this film anyway, and I feel like at the very beginning of like working on this film, they thought like, okay, like, do we address it? Do we not? And then I, at some point during development, they're just like, yeah, we're just not going to address race. Like it doesn't even exist in this world. Mm -hmm. I think is basically how they decided to go about it. Well, (laughs) in a, I guess a sad twist of fate or maybe all too predictable could that have been one of the factors why the film wasn't as financially successful in the united states of america um in 2009 not in 2009 i don't think people were asking for that in 2009 i think today that could have affected there would be a hundred articles like it it doesn't yeah yeah like it doesn't address shit but in 2009 I, i feel like people would probably prefer it that way because at that point, 2009, you got to remember, people were like, we're in a post-racial America. Uh, racism. Yeah, we ended like, it a year ago. It was like Obama. Yeah. Yeah. Obama, you know, became president and all of a sudden everybody was like, well, that's it. America is no longer racist. Yeah. So there was no real want for people didn't. There wasn't a want from people to address racism it was more of like no we're over it like don't even bring it up well like shut the fuck uh, up let me, let me just clarify in case i wasn't clear about that do you f- i guess what i was trying to to say is the fact that this is a black character mm-hmm. a black lead character did that somehow become a factor in the film's performance at the box office in 2009 maybe because there were definitely a lot of people excited you know first black princess obviously but Unlike today, like, again, there isn't that fever pitched mm-hmm. screech. And I don't mean like this Black in a negative Panther, way. basically. The Black yeah, Panther, like, yeah. just this need for, like, no, like, we want mm-hmm. diversity. Representation. Back then, it was just like, 
I guess, but I mean, we already have a black president, so it's like, <laughs> do we even need what is representation? Yeah, it was a different time. <laughs> yeah. It's so hey, now there's like years yeah. ago. I know. Eleven years ago. I know. Yeah. The now the name of 20, you know it? Hollywood is the dire need for representation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like anything, first, I mean, it, it took until two thousand nine. But I'm sure that there, for however little people seem to care, there were circles that appreciated. I think perhaps we are all examples of why the film, you know, from a creative standpoint, from a quality standpoint, the legacy has endured. And in fact, I, I feel like as the years in the decade, basically can't believe I'm saying decade now has gone by the, the film has aged so, so beautifully uh, overall as a piece. Although that is an interesting perspective that because of, you know, this being a Disney animated movie and not addressing race, I wonder if have have we had like a whole canceled Tiana thing happen yet, or is that just inevitable at this point that we're going to be think looking back more on this of, like the help? No, I think more people are just like, well, there is one thing that people have talked about with this film, which is about to happen right right now, and it's that like every time yeah. you put a black individual in an animated film, they gotta kind of disappear their blackness yeah. for like the majority of the film. Uh, and yeah. again, I, it's believed to be, and I believe this, it's mainly done because when you market to the States and stuff and you get your diversity points, you can show the beginning of the film in which they are black and they are themselves. But then when you have to market to other places that are not as woke They're as the United me. States, um, people usually single out china they show um, oh my god they're really bad at that yeah the the stuff with john boyega being like diminished in the yeah they literally removed him from the force awakens poster Um, really yeah completely completely. yes um and they they could just show them when they're cute cartoony characters show them when they're frogs and stuff and not show them yeah being black yeah so, and there has yeah. been a cry. Which sucks, but, you know. Mm-hmm. That, that's kind of the only complaint that I've heard about this movie. Mm-hmm. That, you know, they love this movie, but the fact that she's herself for like 0.2 seconds. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's very much relevant as it always has been. But a film that I think all of us are looking forward to because it looks amazing. But I, if... It really like occurred to me when I saw the trailer for it. Soul mm-hmm. does this same thing too. Yeah. Mm. People started saying that again when the Soul trailer dropped. And Soul looks amazing. But it, yeah, it is the same thing where it's like, oh, it is a black eye and play, embracing a lot of black American culture and gone. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And it, it really is this trying to. It, comes off feeling like you're trying to have your cake and eat it too with being woke and still getting uh racist people's money <laughs> and um yeah no that's not a it's it's the same 
I don't think it's nearly as bad, but I think it's along the same complaints when it's like, this is our first gay character. And it's like, <laughs> they're gay because they they, Where? they did a hand <laughs> movement for two seconds in the background. <laughs> Which is and offensive. Yeah. Really homophobic, you know, stuff right there. And I should say, we're all, I think, going to be a little... I'm bracing myself for how bad they're doing that with... So Jungle Cruise is going to come out, I think, soonish, maybe next year. And they're supposed to, supposedly the first official out character. Jack Whitehall, a British comedian, is doing that. And from what I read, it's I feel it's going to be a disaster how that character is portrayed. Because... Um. The um, I don't, I forgot the name of the show, but there's going to be a new show animated with its first bisexual lead. It's already out. out. Yeah, it's called the Owl House. Okay. Yeah, because that Lufusha in Beating the Beast was offensive. That was really (laughs) insulting. That was what the fuck was that? (laughs) There was a whole media circus for. That is that really how you see gay people? Oh, mm. that's that's not flattering at all. No. <laughs> so yeah, but you're right. Another different point to what Kyle was saying about Facilier being like perhaps the last great Disney villain, and it's been ten years now. Excuse me. One of the last great. Wait, who I is another mother... great? Mother Gothel. Say the name again. <laughs> Tangled, Mother Gothel. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Facilier is better just because. Well, yes, he is. But I feel like Mother Gothel is very much underrated. And I love her. And I think I think she's the most real villain out of all of them. And so that's why I love her. <laughs> go listen to she, our tangled audio le- commentary for more details on that but putting putting her to the be... side all right what other villains can we talk about since facilier most of the villains have I mean, been no last really. minute lame-ass twists yeah the and same it, twist almost the exact yeah. same twist in all the movies and mother Gothel, she you really knew her the whole time and she was the bitch <laughs> <laughs> like hans connected with that uh, kind of um, um that one that one was interesting that was one, it like at, oh, the first time God. when you watch it for the first time you're like oh it's definitely a shock at least for, yeah but then after it's like okay yeah. i feel like <laughs> that it had the benefit of being early in that decade but by the end of the 2010s like that was a tired like twist because yeah, then they did it in like wreck it ralph and um zootopia zootopia yeah so yeah, I I would say Zootopia. I think is better that there isn't a villain because racism the isn't like a thing, like a a manifestation of a thing that you can just like I don't know stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a, a a physical thing, bad guy that you just go like ah oh, I I captured racism. You won't hurt anyone yeah. ever again. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> it, it's something that you yourself have to take charge of in, in your life and yourself and work on. It's not a bog art. You can't yeah. just put it back in the closet. We had yeah, the same yeah. twist in Coco with Ernesto de la Cruz. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, the, oh, yeah. <laughs> the Incredibles 2 was a really bad one. The Screen Slayer yeah. or whatever that was. Yeah, uh, they keep doing it. And it's just like, 
They oh, Big Hero Six. Oh, that's right. Big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this this whole last decade was just a plot twist. Oh, it's gotcha. like oh, there's like, and it's I, I find the like known villains so much more interesting and memorable than any mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. than any of the twists, All right? Like Scar and Doctor Facilier and uh, it's Shrek's place. Uh, all these um, very That's clearly cool. laid out villains mm-hmm. in these older. Disney movies, I I don't know. They're more fun. They're more interesting. They're more memorable. Rather, I mean, than look just... at the classic ones: uh, Captain Hook, you know, yeah, Cruella Deville, yeah, yeah. So so much Maleficent. Better. You know, the list goes on. In fact, that may be like the most interesting aspect of these movies. I mean, like all these years later, Captain Hook, Cruella Deville, their legacies in a, in and of themselves. Jafar uh-huh. or Janir? You're so dumb. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm like, who's we- Janir? <laughs> <laughs> we all stay quiet for like a second. Go <laughs> what? I love Louie. He's yeah. a funky crocodile. He's great. That's, that's one of the, I think the positives <laughs> also of this is... More so than I think a lot of other ones around its time and maybe of any time, I love all the side characters. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like. Oh God, I love <laughs> guns. I love the the gunfire. <laughs> I like characters, especially in these Disney movies, with like quirky goals. Like yeah. he's a crocodile, mm-hmm. and he just he just wants to play jazz. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I it, it's endearing. I like that. Again, yeah. how it's does like, that work in live action, though? It doesn't. It doesn't. Nope. It's like Winnie the Pooh. Like, like he that. just, he just wants to eat some that. fucking honey, you know? That's um, his goal. <laughs> I like but yeah, it. Yeah, like these quirky... Yeah. I miss that, too. The quirky characters, too. I mean, usually, like, you would meet a you quirky cool. character here and there in, like, the modern movies. But that would be, like, for only, like, two seconds. But there's Olaf. Olaf is not really quirk. That, well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they kind of take it a little far. <laughs> I would pay Only anything to see Peter's reaction to Olaf's frozen adventure again. He oh loved it. Oh my god. It almost <laughs> fucking ruined Coco. <laughs> oh, I can't believe they expected audiences you see, but to that... wait 30 goddamn minutes. Did, did I tell you? I don't think you know, Peter, but somebody legit almost walked out of the movie theater when that started playing. <laughs> <laughs> they should have. They sat, they, st- they stood up like next to me and they were just like, is this Frozen? Or are we in to see Coco? And I was like, no, it's Coco. This is just playing before. And she's like, oh. <laughs> This is really long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is one of the best ones. I love this song Kyle, so much. The music is so about, good in this movie. No, it, it's outstanding. But Kyle, do you want to talk about that time uh, where we uh, confused Peter with a song that's similar to this, but from a different movie? Do you remember this? I don't. I don't remember. You don't remember this? 
So we no. were uh, driving. We were driving back from a movie, and he hadn't heard of the song "When We're Human Again," the a cut song from Beauty and the Beast that was included in like a special oh. edition. <laughs> okay, all right, I remember that now. What are you Holy talking shit. about? And like about you, because I was Me? playing the song on, on my car when we're human again from that, and Peter mm-hmm. was like, "Wait a minute, this is the same song from the one that we're listening to right now, The Princess and the Frog." <laughs> when I'm when we're a human being, <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah, they are the same song, pretty much. Yeah. But it sounds, but it sounds nothing alike, though. But um, <laughs> with the Randy Newman twist, yeah. <laughs> Without a human being. <laughs> Prince is such a dick. Nazil. God. Huh? Na, the Nabeen. Nabeen. <laughs> Nabeen. Yes, Nabeen. Yes. Nabeen. Naboo. 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 <laughs> Naboo. <laughs> Achoo. I you know what I remember reading the re- the reviews too of this film, and I think one of the complaints was that the lesson of the film was a little muddled. Um, mm. which maybe I can guess because like the whole yeah, thing I is, can see that. it's good to go after your dream, but in do. But in doing so, don't, you know, lose sight of shit that you got now that's good. It's it's a bit of... I think it's overall a good message. But it mm-hmm. can be... I get that it's a little muddled, maybe. I don't know. I see it could be... I, never... I can see that it can be interpreted wrong when she chooses to stay as a frog instead of going after her dream <laughs> yeah it can be a, a little weird um i never saw that well, or interpreted the whole message of that mm-hmm. i i i on my my reading of the of the message of the movie was more of like you know baseline just like work work for your dreams instead of wishing upon it you know on a star like the old Disney movies of yore. Well, you know, isn't the, the message basically the dig a little deeper? Um, it's not what you want, but what you need that's important. Right? Um, I mean, I could, I, I could see what Peter's trying to say. I, I, at I do one too. point, I, I, I did see that uh-huh. because I don't know. I mean, maybe this is like super weird and maybe I shouldn't be saying it. I don't know. But like, you know, as a female. <laughs> I mean, Her if you're right to say that, that's a fact. By the way, is um, this brown I face? Can, I, what? Oh my God. <laughs> is this wood? Look, brown look, face. he's oh white now. <laughs> it's magic. It doesn't count. So, wait, well, okay. Now that. Uh, okay. Oh God, I just thought of something. So, if, like in Harry Potter, oh, like if you change with the the polyjuice potion or whatever. Oh my it, God! Is it, is Alexis, it you were saying okay, and you change it to a person of color. Yeah. 
Anyways, um, you were saying as a woman that did as long as they're not trans, my mind right? at some point. According to- um, oh God! Don't we're what? not gonna dig into that well. What did he say? At least according to uh, I don't he said, know. like <clears throat> in context of the Harry Potter universe, you know, he said, you know, as long as they're not trans. Oh, is J.K. Rowling? Oh and, my uh, God! Is J.K. I'm, I'm, that's in, in accordance to J.K. Rowling. You know? uh, endorsing. Um, Who is she? Uh, Who's that? Uh, being a being a spokesman of the fantasy fair, mm-hmm. I have to say that trans lives do matter. Well, yeah, I, I, just so we're clear. I mean, yeah, it, it and it's clear that she's full of shit, J.K. Rowling, uh, in particular. <laughs> when it comes, I mean, in anything really these days, but especially with trans, her being transphobic. You were saying, Alexis, she as a woman, how you do were you saying? create yeah. something like the Polyjuice Potion, but then like not understand <laughs> oh trans God. people? I don't know. Anyways, go ahead. You were talking about how you're a female or something? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. You're on a roll, Peter. Nothing. No! What was the comment? (laughs) Um, that (laughs) what we were talking about earlier, pre-polyjuice potion, um, that did cross my mind at some point, because, again, as a female, you know, the expectation of, like, choosing the guy or, like, letting, you know, the guy do all the work. Well, not all the work. Like, being supported by a guy type of thing, yeah. like, I, I'm not a fan of mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, that for sure did cross my mind. But, um... I obviously see, like, the bigger picture and what they were trying to go for. You're saying sugar daddies are not in? <laughs> oh, and we should have, we should have, you know, pointed this out when, you know, Peter talked about... Also, he's a piece of shit, like... Yeah. We, so, we should have pointed this out uh, when we were talking about the whole racial component um, uh-huh. and how they don't address it. As much as, of course, I love them, we should acknowledge that, look... The representation definitely wasn't there behind the camera. Of course, you know, John Musker and Ron Clements are legends in my view. I love all of their films. They're amazing. And they think this, to me, I feel this is a truly terrific and I think just great film. So how was Treasure Planet? Fantastic. For the most part. Anyway, um, in this case, this is where some people would point to, well, it they probably wouldn't be the people to even go in that area, of course, right? And maybe perhaps part of why there was a bit of a muddleness to it could be, of course, behind, uh, from the people behind uh, behind the scenes here. But, I mean, they mm-hmm. did it with Moana. Make way, make way. Isn't that movie also yeah. being criticized, though, for diminishing, you know, native people? Or- yeah, Is it? did it? they were like, you used it as a, as a front to, you know, and it also, it, it, a lot of people think that Moana comes across as disingenuous in terms of like what it's, you know, it's representation and all that stuff. And just because, uh, you have this representation, you know, you use it to paint this narrative of, you know, the Disney formula it's and all big, that stuff. Massive, it's just like this long, big budgeted Disney film. It's, it's as authentic as that can possibly be in that situation. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what you want. <laughs> Going down the bayou. 
Yeah. It's like saying a Doritos commercial isn't authentic. I mean... (laughs) Yeah. It's as authentic as it can be for being a Doritos commercial, but at at that point, either it exists or it doesn't. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what you want. Going down the bayou. Which is kind of like my thing, you know, my go-to for most of these movies that we've discussed in the the Princess and the Frog and Moana, for however many criticisms that we could, you know, take into account, I do feel that <laughs> it is creating a net positive, you know, like the message. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, look at um, Coco. Mm-hmm. I feel like that movie, I mean, maybe not fully represents, you know, all Latin culture. Whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it did a pretty damn good job, you know? Yeah. Um, and my. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, my family was, uh, uh, on my father's side, they were thrilled that Moana exists because finally they have a Pacific Islander representation in, in, uh, in a Disney film. You know, or like a major film for that matter, because we are of, you know, Pacific Island, you know, descent. And that is a huge component of it, you know. And my sister, Erica, she took that with, you know, you know, in her stride. Yeah. The, the, I've the seen the videos. A, yeah. Yeah. She was absolutely thrilled that there is someone who, you know, who has a dark complexion like her. She also you has know? I mean, that, ghost demon buddies. I love it. <laughs> yeah, ghost demon buddies. It reminds me of Night on Bald Witch Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know what that is. <laughs> That's from Fantasia. Yeah, oh. Fantasia. It's one oh, of the I best parts that. of Fantasia. Chernabog. Yeah, Chernabog. Chernabog comes oh. out. I haven't seen it. Consider like, the old, the real yes, I know who the real is. ultimate evil in the Disney animated Pantheon. Yeah. Because he's he's basically Satan, basic mm-hmm. basically. He's the um, big big but villain. But there's Hades. No, but he's yeah, the big big villain Hades in the um, Kingdom Keepers books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's the big villain in the Kingdom Keepers. Oh, books. Chernabog. Yeah. Chernabog. Oh, I thought you were talking about Doctor Facility. I'm no. Like, no, uh, no, 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 no. What? Hades is more like a used car salesman more than anything. <laughs> Going down to buy you. Um, and like yeah. talking about crooked characters, he's in love mm-hmm. with the with the star. It's like awesome, you know. <laughs> you do. <laughs> it is sweet, uh, Mike. Girl- I love him so. I love what they use tiny characters, and they make him all tough, and they go after the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> but then they get hurt and they cry. And then this cry. one, they die. Well, yeah. no spoilers. It's pretty like the way that he goes out is pretty freaking graphic, mm-hmm. too. I mean, you don't see and, it, oh, but just like, like the sound. Not that I, not that I like love that scene, but um, 
I'm a huge fan of Dr. Faciliate, like, after, when he, like, walks away and he's just, like, he's, like, looking over his shoulder to see if anybody saw and he's just, like... That's right, so hilarious <laughs> because... Oh, look, guys, it's, it's a tr- bug. Like, like he act like he just murdered someone. Yeah. But he just, it's a bug. Like, no one would give a shit in, in reality. <laughs> guys. If someone saw that he stepped on a bug, no one would be like, oh, my God, he murdered... Everyone would just be like, oh... How you doing? Okay. Night, e- <laughs> lovely evening. No one's gonna be like, "What did you do?" They're like, "Oh, he stepped on a bug." Okay, but he acts like he just murdered someone, and now he's like trying to act cool you about it. Like no one would give a shit. I just think that's hilarious. Uh, just one of the things though, like uh, just our previous discussion about uh the perhaps mixed messages and some of the criticisms. I feel we can all agree. I'm sure I know that we have strong feelings on both sides on this movie, but the one that was easily the most muddled and maybe have done the most harm is Pocahontas. Yeah. Yeah. But again, that's like the nineties, you know, you could easily, you know, even though it is bad, you know, and the messages is, is bad. It is a byproduct of the time, I guess. <laughs> you see, I, I feel, so I, for- I feel so two ways about that because like I, it's basically neoliberalism and why it sucks and why it needs to go away. But in an animated space, it was trying to go for like peace, but it ended up both sides in the situation and considering yeah. the, the people at hand and how they were exterminated in real life. It, it was just, inc- it, it came off incredibly tone deaf. That was yeah, oof, beyond problematic. And they haven't fumbled like that in a long time. So, at least since then, it seems like. I feel like after that, they're very much, you know, aware. aware. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. I mean, I, I, I hope so. <laughs> also, it's funny. Our characters go against uh, Trump supporters right here. What? Why are you making this political? <laughs> <laughs> I love I just think the animation's so good. I love the way they make the bayou and New Orleans and just the way they look at it. The lighting in this movie (sighs) is so good. (laughs) Just just, like the sky, it kind (laughs) of looks like it kind of looks like the sky in Pirates. I'm just so. Imagine, <gasps> imagine if they come out in uh, Slash Mountain. <laughs> yeah, you'll I probably just, see them. Oh, those yeah. three. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Um, oh. you guys should know. It's probably in Japan because it, it seems like Japan gets all the good shit that Disney is making recently. Um, we're watching some behind the scenes of the parks, and it was like animated. Um. It was animatronics of like animated Belle, and she oh, had yeah, a horse. Yeah, and it looked so fucking real, like it was mm-hmm. crazy. It was like, did you not watch the Imagineering story? No, he didn't no, watch that. You know um, the answer. Um, but I can see them doing that kind of shit with um, this whatever they do. Um, however, the remake's gonna look. Yeah, we've talked about that mm-hmm. repeatedly on Fantasy Fair. 
that bell well, animatronic. Excuse is, me. <laughs> that bell animatronic is the new frontier. Oh, it's great. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Because it's animated. Like, it looks like freaking. Well, you've seen Roger the Spider Man one, right? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I don't think he. I, yeah. I saw, like, a small glimpse where it's, like, it's literally swinging or some shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's doing, like, crazy acrobatics and all that shit. And I, honestly, it's really, really, really impressive, like, that they're able to manage the... And also, like, how fluid all these animatronics mm-hmm. are, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw, like, we... Unfortunately, we haven't been on Rise of the Resistance, but we've and seen we the never footage will. and, like, the way that... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the Vote way that Kylo Ren. I mean, Kylo Ren is so great. The way that Kylo Ren. And it would be better if Adam Driver yeah. agreed to give his likeness, though. But he didn't do that. You know, to show his actual face, but no. Because oh, that's on the crazy that they yeah. hired him. Like, why did they hire him? Yeah. I, I they, would imagine okay, that's what hap- like bare minimum to be hired for for star wars and they hired him when he wasn't that big obviously because they were going for like up-and-comers when they hired for the force awakens so how the fuck does he get away with getting the role and being like fuck you i'm not signing away my life harrison ford didn't get away with that he had to go to all those conventions and all those all the media yeah and he hated it it was hilarious (laughs) so like how did he get away with it because you know, like, that doesn't fly for literally anyone they've ever hired since they've fucking bought Star Wars. Well, didn't he, like, completely stop going to all the press stuff, like, for Rise of Skywalker? I honestly think he just hated that movie. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, with good reason, too. Honestly? Like, I obviously hated the film. I don't think he did. I think he's he just doesn't like doing that shit. I, he really is, like, an awkward fucker like i don't know <laughs> there's the excuse mm-hmm. that he had three movies come out that month really mm-hmm. with marriage story the report and then the rise of skywalker so they could have been doing press for other projects like there was a story yeah, but you would think that disney would prior you would think that disney would prioritize um that marketing over everything like well, that you're didn't like, he you're, like you're didn't fucking he showing say, up to that no didn't he he say uh that he was gonna do the other ones because they for sure weren't gonna get a lot of as much press as, much, as Rise yeah. of Skywalker. But there was also a story, I think, during The Last Jedi, where um, Mark Hamill basically went up to him and he's like, hey, like, within the story, you know, I probably, like, raised you, like, we're supposed to be family and stuff like that. Like, and in, in a sense, to sort of build maybe a familial bond, he's asked him, like, do you want to hang out, go for lunch or whatever? And, and uh, Adam Driver was just like, no. <laughs> so they did it i love it i'm sure it was a polite no it, he's not uh from what i can tell like yeah he was he probably wasn't rude but it was probably blunt a polite bluntness like no i'm <laughs> good i mean i can yeah, see no, why he bro. said no though because he, he's kind of hates him <laughs> <laughs> and he very much likes to get in the headspace of the character that he's playing. Yeah, no, he's a great actor. He's yeah. an actor. <laughs> you got to say it a little different. But I'm. It's just like speaking a genuine. Who says no to? Not, not that I don't like this song, yeah. but this is my least favorite song. Really? <laughs> yeah. 
But, I love uh, this there's, song. There's like a specific reason though, because because um, you don't work. You're not a For, romantic. So when they would do after Christmas, it would be like Valentine's. For two months, and this is one of the songs I would always play, so uh, that's why. <laughs> there are so many love songs in Disney to pick from, and this is the one that they played the most? No, no, no. Um, like, the... Because we get, like, one CD, mm. and so for some reason, like, whenever I would be on stage, this is the one that would be playing all the time. <laughs> Just l- real quick, who says no to... Having the literal image of you in a Disney theme park. That is just crazy. That's like immortalizing you for like life. You know? I'm sorry. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. He would 100% hate that. I know he would, but it's like. Yeah. So I don't, I don't. I mean, I could see how normal people would not be against that, but he's not. <laughs> like how fast would all of you sign away your likeness to be in a Disney oh. park? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of did. To be in a Disney park? It's kind of way to get sign- smacked by a Mickey oh, Mouse actor. Do you think they get paid? Like, I'm, I don't know. Yeah, they, not I'm just sure like it was a all on their contract. Pay? I mean, I feel like all of the other actors have come back. It's literally anybody, everyone but Adam Driver. They have to do theme park <laughs> shit. It's, I think it's Is all- Poe in there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he he's is. in the videos. Oscar Isaac, John Boyega, and uh, Daisy Ridley, they're all on there. I, I But I, th- I I think maybe their thought process was, well, Kylo Ren is the guy in the mask. He's the bad guy. So, you know, you don't need his face. But I think <laughs> the best stuff with Kylo is him without his mask. And mm-hmm. then he has such a loyal following because they like Ben Solo, you know, they like J. J. Him Abrams was without like, the mask. Yo, we gotta do the mask. Mm-hmm. They gotta bring it. Also, back. he was like one of the first people to like go. <laughs> so, I still, um, I still hold that bringing back the mask could have worked better if it had been incorporated into the story at all, instead of just randomly like we're making the mask. <laughs> like the the movie just cuts because of action figures, and it's like. Oh, now a monkey's repairing the mask. Okay, I guess. All right, moving on. <laughs> Why? Like it could have been. It could have been like him wanting to hide. You know the shame of what he's what he's done and his choices and all that stuff. He could have easily done something like that. A character beat, but have we? We mentioned it's so funny. Mama Odie though. Like, isn't she the yeah. best? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love her ship. I can't home. wait for the scene to be on Splash Mountain. Actually, I've been thinking for the, like a while. I I don't feel like they can put the entire movie into that ride. They can. Like I'm sure there is a way, but like I was like for the longest time I I just I always felt like you can't put that entire movie into the ride and especially like the placement of like the original ride is you just know they're just gonna like copy and paste it <laughs> yeah you know to the the ride from the movie and so like the way the ride goes i feel like you're just gonna have to like rearrange a few scenes from the movie to make it fit well to ride. be clear and, it, and if, it, to me that sounds that looks really weird the pro- i could see the part like like the only thing i could see clearly is like the drop the going up part that's 
Dr. Facilier. Yeah. The ending is Mama Odie. And then the part where, like, you kind of go up and down, like, a roller coaster. Um, I could see that being, like, the going down the bottom. Yeah, clear. Not part. not every song will be utilized. And, and the premise that they release is that this is not supposed to be a retelling of the movie. It's supposed to be, like, mm-hmm. a ride through the swamp, literally, guided by Tiana. With, of That's course, songs from wondering. the movie. Yeah, that's what I've been wondering. So I thought, like, yeah, why not just make the story not the movie exactly, mm-hmm. but just them trying to make it to Mama Odie, right? And then the ending, you know, what the fairy is at, have that be dig a little deeper. It, yeah, so, uh, that's that's just that was just something I've been I don't wondering know. about. But in terms of like not retelling the whole entire movie, I mean, they've done it before. Peter Pan's flight. Um, the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, they've done that in like four minute span. So I'm pretty mm. sure that well, I think they what, could what David is saying is that the, they the structure to. itself does not support that. That's what he's saying is that yeah. unless you literally tear down segments, if not the entire thing, and they can't even afford, much less if they even wanted to do that. We know it's going to be a reskin of the same ride system that's there. So we're just literally mm-hmm. covering, we're, we're table dressing basically with this property. That's that's kind of, and David's point is that the scenes themselves will not support for however the songs you want to use in the order of the movie, which is why the premise is not going to be a, a chronological retelling of events. Yeah. That's, I think, the point. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, oh, fun sequence. Great, great fun sequence. This, oh, my uh, God. It's this amazing. Part. This is my favorite song in the movie. I love it. <laughs> this is. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't say. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's. Um, yeah. Now that time has, like, kind of passed since the news of the whole uh, reskin of uh, Splash Mountain. What do you think it should be called? I think they can call it the same thing. The Probably name. like Splash Mountain and then for a limited time featuring Tiana. I don't think... Th- should should they really rename it? Does it matter? I mean, a lot of people mm. are saying that they should, like, you know, rename it, but keep the word mountain on it, in it. Tiana's Mountain? That sounds wrong, probably. Tiana's Mountain. Yeah, I that does sound wrong. I keep the name. I don't mind. Mm. Whatever. It'll be a better ride otherwise. Because this is just amazing. Yeah. This is such a, a match made in heaven. And in this literal structure here that we're seeing in the movie, um, the boathouse, whatever, it's going to be the new like icon of Splash Mountain. They're going to redecorate the peak of it yeah. anyway. But, and we should also, you know, we haven't mentioned yet, but Anika has an amazing vocal range i mean it's just beautiful like that's kind of the requirement right a lot of these princesses have to have amazing voices but she's one of my favorites um yeah yeah. i could see this shot right here yeah replacing the fairy right there Mm -hmm. and just kind of like okay they made it and you just just go straight to the like ending that they transformed back somehow i don't know (laughs) fuck you you're not supposed (laughs) to work hard (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> supposed to get married hmm. have 50 children and shut your ass up <laughs> <laughs> okay hey it's mama Odie's message not mine she actually played angelica in hamilton at one point hmm. jennifer lewis no anika yeah oh, okay. she was she was the original one, I believe. What's Hamilton? Yeah. 
off the, the off Broadway before they hit it big. Explain it to me in great detail. Okay, was she, but here's the thing. Was she satisfied, though? <laughs> You're welcome. And we should also mention, of course, because um, it is inherent with the setting of the movie New Orleans. I'm sure it means a lot to have that community be represented on a movie like this, considering that this comes relatively recent after Katrina, at least when this was released, right? Yeah. Also, it? like, I, I don't know. It This is kind of modern, too, this movie. I mean, it's not like modern, modern, where, like, they're flipping their iPhones out and all that stuff. But I think that this is, like, a nice era to examine. Mm. Just New, you know, New Orleans, because this is like post-French, you know, industrialism and everything like that. With with the with this, that I think is really nice. The age of jazz exploration. Dig little deep. Ooh, all those beads. I wonder how they got there. I wonder what was done to earn said beads. So he's known her for two days? <laughs> yep. I think Here we go. Just a day, right? Maybe two. A day and two nights. Two days. Yeah. <laughs> Say a day and two nights. He's ready. He's gonna marry that frog. <laughs> Do you feel like that'll ever go away uh, with the staple of these Disney princess movies? What? Do you feel? Do you feel it should go away? That aspect of the romance and how it, it's handled. Honestly, no. Uh, yeah. It's because it's, it is kind of yeah. It's one of those things that, you know, it is the, sorry for my referentials, but it, it is the tale as old as time, you know. I don't think, I don't Person know. falls in love with the person yeah. and all that stuff. But the thing is, is that you don't really need romance in your Disney movies anymore. I mean, like Moana, Moana didn't have any romance in it at all. And I think that, I, you know, stuff like that works for, the, you know, the better. I think the last one think to have romance have... was uh, Lulo and Stitch. Yeah. That didn't have I, romance? That did. Are you, are you speaking? I'm not going to go there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Raya the Last Dragon, I don't think that that's going to have any... Well, I mean, for the future romance, Disney princess films that do have romances, there is there seems to be a constant criticism amongst all of the Disney princess brand films that this is just one that do feature romances and that they're just they're passed on as this love at first sight, whether it be like immediately want to get married or after three days or after how many mm -hmm. whatever have you. And I asked Peter, 
do you feel that'll ever go go away and should it go away and he said no and i kind of agree with that mm-hmm. um it's a but here's the thing like tale. i don't like when yeah. you meeting your true love love at first sight marrying them a day later um it's it's obviously unrealistic but so is being a frog like it, it, it's just supposed to be <laughs> yeah it's like heightened it's a fairy tale yeah, like, it, yeah. it's heightened emotions right it's mm-hmm. sort of it's sort of like when i don't know i th- i think i saw a twitter discussion uh yes i'm bringing it in the last jedi bitches um, i knew it <laughs> ryan ryan <laughs> johnson i think someone okay put that on the tally someone was chastising him it's like well i can't connect with them because i don't literally um live in space in a rebellion and all that stuff (laughs) and he was like bless him like he's he was trying to explain like no like you connect not because you're literally the son of royalty and genocide but like similar emotions that these characters have um you have them as well only the characters in these fantasies because their fantasies are heightened you know like a million times Mm -hmm. um so maybe you've felt the need to go off an adventure and stuff like that you're not literally gonna become the last hope for rebellion spanning the galaxy but maybe you'll Go to college, go to a road trip, you know, move out of your small town. <laughs> like, obviously, that yearning or, and that experience is going to, is, you can connect with that, even if it's the fantasy yeah. aspect heightens it. And I think it's the same with romance. Like Luke, like Luke is relatable because he wants, you know, something greater than what's in yeah. his backyard, you know, and that's where he, that's why the, binary sunset scene is so profound if it if not been used a bajillion times you know in star wars um but it is like those connections that you have you know you know the human elements of star wars and of these movies it is the most you know connectable part of this movie and the connectable tissue to have the human element in it and let's bring it back to tiana here because I feel like a lot of us see a little bit of ourselves in her and that at least how I relate to her is not because we want to open a restaurant or, or do this or that. But we all come from a town that people are content. And this is not a criticism. It's just a reality. People are content to be as is. And there's just something more within all of us that just have expectations that are beyond just as, you know, this I'm sorry. I feel like town. a lot of those people aren't earning their beads properly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yes, I agree. And you can even do it with like their uh, relationship. Like, obviously, you're not gonna go out and propose to somebody you met a day and two nights ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you can relate in the sense that, like, you know, you might find somebody that encourages you to go after your dreams who supports you and you know believes in your dream as much as you do uh, believes mm-hmm. in you in general like that's what i feel you should take away from it not oh he's proposing already 
Yeah. Um. Yeah. Going back to the question, you know, I, I think like stuff like Moana and all that stuff has proven that you don't need it, but it is nice to have that story element of like, you know, true love and all that stuff in the movie, mm-hmm. you know, so. Well, even um, Mulan, I guess there is a romance there with, you know, but really like her, this is why we feel like. Uh, it's such a secondary. It story. is. It's it's kind of, yeah. to me anyway, an afterthought because her accomplishment isn't that, oh, she found true love. She saved China. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, by the way, we're going to have Big accomplishment. We'll have a commentary on that movie pretty soon. So it'd be nice if like they do the love story but change it up. Like I feel um Aladdin did a pretty good job because it was through the guy's point of view and not the girl's, which is which I thought was interesting. Yeah, and it was the girl who was like saying, I'm not a prize to be won yeah. and everything like that and Yeah, so I wish and- they would do more of that rather than kind of the same thing over and over again. Yeah, shake it up a bit. Well, like we said, like Tangled could have easily been renamed Rapunzel and Flynn Rider because they're pretty much co-leads mm-hmm. um, in that sense. Well, like that one, like we got to see their story mm-hmm. evolve. And in Tangled, actually, he said, like, oh, and after telling her, like, over and over again, she finally said, yes. So some time passed before if they actually... watched Tangled, the series. <laughs> yeah. So it's now canon. Like, sometime. <laughs> but can I be honest? I really... I know you guys like it. And to a certain extent, I get it. And it can be fun, but I, I don't know. I kind of hate the way that Disney, the only way they really address throughout stuff is go like, LOL, isn't that silly? You can't marry someone you just met. You're a, you're a prince, yeah. you know, you have a talking sidekick, like of course so you're lazy. a princess. And it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, oh, so you yeah. don't like the meta... No, I think that's really kind of lazy. I don't yeah. mean for them to do that. I think kind of include it in there, but just make it different. Just to be clear, like how many like... times has that happened? Uh, three or four. I'm thinking like yeah. Frozen and what, Zootopia, there was a scene with... Um, Moana. Moana. Yeah, Zootopia. Moana. You can't yeah. just wish upon a star and, you know, all your insepid dreams. Hold on, Bug Murder. Zootopia. Bug Murder. Oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's so funny. It's a bug. It's a no one happened. gives a shit. Like, why are you acting? Like <laughs> you're so also, That's who so would be funny. randomly his, walking around his, in a cemetery? Yeah, I know. His um downfall is uh, interesting. Mm. Who's Doctor Facility? Like, I think his and Clayton from Tarzan are like. Intense. The graphic, his... you feel? Well, I don't. I don't think his is that intense. Okay. Well, Doctor, what's the ending here? Yeah. He gets dragged down to hell, basically, right? 
Yeah. Drag down to, to the other hell. side. Clayton gets hung. The hung visual is much more uh, for a kids' movie, Smart. I think. He gets eaten alive, basically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, most of them just but fall. I feel like right? Clayton is more like, oh, yeah. Shoot. Most of the villains just fall. Yeah. And there hasn't oh, been yeah, a villain. It's, yeah, it's just the easiest way to depict death without showing it. Like they fell falling, uh, oh. fall into an abyss. Like yeah, they're gone. They're done. <laughs> That's like the easy like Frollo. Yeah, even though like his was like one of the most malicious and everything like that, he just fell into fire. Ah, uh, but I think they very much exaggerated the fire to for it to be hellfire. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have to go back and see it, but I feel like there was kind of an exaggeration when he fell in to make it look more mm-hmm. hellish. Oh no, there, yeah, there was. Because like then he, you also get that visual of when he looks at like the demon statue, and it's just like Ugh, in his face. Is Mother Gothel the last villain to like officially die? Who? Yeah. Stop. <laughs> you gotta explain who. Mother who? Gothel? <laughs> From Tangle. Oh, okay. She died, right? <laughs> she turned yeah, to she, dust. Oh, wait, she, yeah, yeah, she yeah. fell. Dust. Yeah. And fell. She did, did. She did, did. <laughs> oh, yeah, she fell too. Know if you watch Tangle, there's degrees. <laughs> Tangled. Didn't you hate Tangled? Oh no, that was Alexis. He hated it. Listen, listen to the audio commentary. All is explained. (laughs) Thank you, Peter, for plugging our audio commentary for Tangled. We had such a great time. And David, who reviewed it, gave it a glowing review. But not you. (laughs) The the audio commentary, not the movie. The movie is great. Yeah, I know. I know you didn't give the movie a glowing review. Oh my god, I didn't give the movie a review, I didn't see it when it came out. Yeah, that says everything, doesn't oh. it? Oh, shit, fuck that This frog. is a glorious death. Shiny. It's very musical. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you said it was intense, but it's also like really fun, though. Yeah. Just cause, oh, you're it ready. is a little dark, though, it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I read something that was like... Uh, all of the Disney villains, like, they fall to their death or, like, uh, get eaten and stuff. Dr. Facili dies beca- uh, from his songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just kind of drag creepy. It's a creepy visual, but it's so cool. But it, it, it doesn't seem like hell. It's like the underworld or some mm-hmm. shit like that. Oh, by the way, that tombstone of Facilia, you could easily include that into the Haunted Mansion. So that would yep. be a funny story. Oh, did, did I send you guys that message of um, to have uh, the Haunted Mansion themed after Dr. Facilia? Like during some time. Oh, like the beginnings of like when they open, uh, reopen Splash Mountain. That'd be really cool. What about the month of Mardi Gras? Or the month of Mardi Gras, that would be so cool. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of awesome. great like overlays you can do with Haunted Mansion. The the only problem is though, it di- it does take time to do 
the night yeah. and before Christmas. And it's designed to stay for like three or four months because of Halloween and Christmas. And that costs money to do. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Unfortunately. I mean, in a perfect world, we can like have a, like a whole variety of different overlays for Haunted Mansion. But I still haven't even done the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay. <sighs> Same. I mean, the last time I stepped foot in Disneyland was like almost a decade ago. So, I mean, come on. And it'll be another decade. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, at least what I'm picking up here, like, what connects, you know, Navita and um, Tiana is... They both are missing the kind of the same thing, and that is love. And that's kind of what they need. Yeah. She needs to give and up on c- her dreams of self-employment and marry a man. <laughs> <laughs> but is it, isn't, it the, isn't it the flip here is that in this case, the guy's dream is the girl, not the other way around? Yeah. But he's kind of trash. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, he's a rich guy. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, of course. But part of, I think also a little bit of a, an underlying message here is that look what happens when you um, have money and when you uh, leave it behind or when it leaves you behind. He's got himbo energy. Yeah. <laughs> himbo. Goddamn. <laughs> Oh, oh this. I, know meant- I know we mentioned that before, but I really like Friend. <laughs> Just uh, they could have oh, easily, Charlotte? yeah. Charlotte. What did you, Tati? <laughs> Tati, <laughs> who's Tati? It's just like <laughs> you said that was her name. Someone is anyway, named Tati. Um, I don't know, but I I just like that they could have easily written her as like the bitchy friend, basically, <laughs> like just keep showing off her money and. Always kind of looks down at Tiana. Mm-hmm. Like a horrible, spoiled, but, like the kind, I mean, this is at the yeah, height of like Paris Hilton hate, too. So, like, you could easily, like, done that kind of uh, stereotype as well. She's spoiled, but she's kind. Yeah. Uh, I just really like how much she actually, like, really cares about Tiana. It's also... It's own point out. Yeah, I mean, she is sincere. But it also, I think, is a faithful um, portrayal of white privilege in the best way. You know, she doesn't really have a care in the world. And, and she does help yeah. when the yeah. story calls her to help. But really, again, this is an animated movie, but she didn't really ever help her financially when she could have given the money, like, such a long time ago well, from I a think, restaurant. Well, I think that was because Tiana wanted to do it Exactly. On her own, yeah, I agree. So, yeah. And, I don't if, think and I like the Even the if friend, she would have offered, I don't think she would have accepted Yes, yeah, I agree. I, that's what, kind of what I like, though, because Charlotte, she wants to respect right. that instead of, like... and then. But when she saw an opportunity, though, of, like, oh, I can help out Tiana yeah. here, she went for yeah. it. Yeah. And then someone I pointed out... I don't think out, she saw it that way. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. Yeah, it was for her... <laughs> for her benefit. Yeah. But still, though, she thought of her friend. <laughs> I don't know. But I also some point out like that little detail uh, during the party that she gave Tiana like a blue dress, mm. and they thought that someone said that they think that she had that dress ready for Tiana in case she needed it because all everything that she owns is pink. And she's one of those characters that's like so, so like 
so much of an airhead, but she's a likable one too. Uh, cause of just yeah. how yeah. over the top she is. Like at the end of the movie where she's like, well, I've waited this long and she's going to wait another 20 <laughs> years for the, the little brother to age so she can marry into royalty. So, I mean, that's just, I mean, that, that cracks me it's up. This joke. is so beautiful. <laughs> oh, hold on. Oh yeah. It's a great scene. I love it. I know this is, yeah. I was in, yeah. I was in literal shock when I saw that the first time. I was like, God, yeah, that's the magic oh right there. God. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. You were him. <laughs> yeah. The second star to the right. That has a you new meaning now. Yeah. Um, I don't think they have, but I always wanted them to add that star in all the the Disney intros. Oh, the second star. Because you know how it starts with like yeah. they look at the star, and then it. Mm-hmm. pans down to like the castle and stuff like that i always wanted like mm-hmm. after that um movie after princess and the frog to add a second star um after mm-hmm. that for every disney or whatever i thought that would have mm-hmm. been nice yeah this is just i mean the lighting God, of this movie this is looks, so those good. outfits girl uh, which dress, if anybody cares, do they prefer, uh, is the more iconic dress? This one or, or the, the blue one? The green. I like the blue. Make it green. Make it blue. <laughs> <laughs> make it pink. No, there is no pink one. Always the blue dress. Make it blue. Oh. Even like in Little Mermaid, the blue dress. I like mm. the green though. Green is, I think, well, I don't know. I, they're both great. I... I think green, I think, is more iconic because it's, like, symbolizing, like, her transformation, too. I think. This one. <laughs> the stress. It's great, too, though. God, this is rendered so beautifully. I mean, gosh. Yeah, and if they did use, like, CG and any of, like, the animation, like, it's so seamless, too. Imagine if this had come out, like, after Lion King. That could have changed history. I mean, for the, the studio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then again, it would have, like, competed <laughs> against Titanic, and that wasn't good for anybody. I love how enthusiastic she is, too. Mm-hmm. This is great. All Tiana, I, again, we mentioned it before on the Fantasy Fair, but wouldn't it be nice to have this at a Disney park? Tiana's place? Wasn't Peter gonna go to it? Oh, I love this one. This is a good green dress. <sighs> yeah. I feel you, Peter. I feel you. He got his dream. Can play Jaios. This joke's funny. <laughs> mm hmm. It's funny, but it's also kind of like weird. <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously. So is every other genders. relationship in cinematic history. There's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If the genders were reversed, but I think it's like that honestly, joke, it'd be like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, but I actually, I kind of wish they did it differently though. Where she meets, if you remember the party, that one dude that was dressed as like a, um, 
some joker, mm-hmm. a court gesture. And, like he's trying to dance with her, and she, but she like completely blows him off. Yeah, I feel like it would have been better if yeah, he was like uh-huh. there working at the at the restaurant, and she's like, "Oh hey, what's up?" And then, oh, that would have been nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. John Musker and Ron Clements, good job. Yeah, good job. And guys. they, hey. they would have won that year if it not for Up. So, mm. yeah. John Lasseter. E. Hey, John Lasseter. Hi. E. <laughs> Just call her. Um, yeah. So good movie. Uh, final thoughts before we end this uh, commentary, guys. One of my favorites. Yeah, Disney-wise. I think we can say that across the board. Uh, mm-hmm. I love the characters. I love the the story. The message. The the, the animation is just exquisite is the best way of saying it it's one of the best looking the soundtrack the music just speaks to my soul um mm-hmm. and i have a strong feeling i think it already is but it it's going to be uh looked back very fondly i feel if not yeah if not already mm-hmm. i think it i to me i qualify it as a classic already um yeah classic through and through I think this is going to stand the test of time with, you know, with Cinderella, with, you know, Sleeping Beauty, with, you know, the likes of those movies. And it's, it's that like what Howard Ashman said, he wanted to be a part of the legacy that, you know, that's, it's comfortably between, you know, Pinocchio and all those different movies. And I think that this movie definitely does do that. You know, it does sit comfortably with the, with the Pantheon library that is the Disney, um, uh, movies and canon and everything like that. So, um, Renos, final thoughts? I oh, love this movie. I like the song that's playing right now, though, <laughs> in the credits. Oh, this is my least <laughs> favorite end credits song. I mean, <laughs> animation better really than the cool. Tangled one. Dude, the Tangled one is a bop. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. But I just like it's, it, though, because it, it's a good transition to to the credits, but also like, it works really well with the art. I guess David's teasing our future Fantasy Fair uh, series <laughs> where we rank all of the post credit songs in Disney animated <laughs> movies. Oh, God. We literally sat, like, the last, like, what, five minutes of Tangled just <laughs> listening to the song. Yeah, I think we did so, yeah. This has nothing to do with what you guys are saying, but um, I want them to eventually make another Fantasia film um, in the year 2049 and then call it Fantasia 2049. Okay. That'd be cool. You know what would be really cool? If they took like the actual artwork from the movies and kind of did that and included it in Fantasia somehow. I don't know how. What do you mean the artwork from the movies? Like, like the concept arts, yeah, yeah. Like the the actual concept arts and like the style oh, that they drew them in. You could you could probably do a story about like a storyboard artist and then I don't know. Yeah, that'd be fun. Storyboard artist at Disney have your little synergy right there, but then it all takes place within like you know, the confines of his. The, <laughs> the reality is any. If they ever did make another Fantasia, it would premiere on Disney Plus anyway, so. Probably. Um, yeah. So, I want to know what classical music pieces they'll use in, uh, in, fan, in Fantasia. Well, in 2049, 3, I mean, what will be considered a classic? Uh, Toxic by Britney Spears? 
I mean, it already is. What are you talking about? Epic. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be epic. I'd see that. There'll be a toxic, uh, a toxic segment. Why not? Mr. Sakovsky. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I liked it. Everyone here likes it. This is a great movie. Uh, yeah. So, did you like what you heard here? And if you did, you could check us out everywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, we have some stuff coming up uh, on the Fantasy Fair. We have Mulan. We are going to have a do a big Mulan extravaganza. We're going to review uh, the documentary The Boys, and we're also going to review a documentary on uh, on Waking Sleeping Beauty, and also the new uh, the newly released Howard documentary. So we're going to do that. Also, we have some plans for Halloween. So uh, keep your ears and eyes peeled for that. Uh, so yeah, and also check out anything that the Red Spotlight Entertainment thing is uh, doing we're going to be doing a Korra series pretty soon and all that good that shit. That one I'm excited so, about. It may get pretty explosive from what I'm hearing. The the range it, of emotions. It might, <laughs> yeah, it might be a repeat of the of the Beauty and the Beast episode that we did. So, um yeah. So, without further ado, I'm your host Kyle Lara and as always, stay magical everyone.